0: Right, Rob, welcome to the first interview with Scott Wolf.
1: Thank you, delighted to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you. So, I just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what does the listener need to know about Rob's life?
1: Oh man, so. I've worked in the sportswear industry for a little over 20 years now, which makes me feel really sad when I say that See? and old. Um, but I'm excited to be at Squat Wolf now because I can bring all of that experience to quite a young organization. Um, started out, I guess, right the way back, my journey into what I do now uh, as Chief Innovation Officer of the brand. Kind of, I guess the journey started from getting a, a bad sports injury as a as a kid i was about 13 and suffered a avulsion fracture of my right ischial tuberosity so any experts listening will know what that is Anybody i'm like used, what is that yeah. <laughs> so that's basically where you've got your hips and your seat bones and your hamstring attaches to your seat bones uh, and i was playing a lot of football and i was a fairly good sprinter as well um, and so my muscles were stronger than my skeleton and so when I overstretched the hamstring stretched and broke the bone in what in an adult would have been like a pulled hamstring injury. yeah uh, became something where it went undiagnosed for a year. I was having like deep tissue massage and physiotherapy and stuff on it and then was a broken bone so you can imagine how pleasant that was. Um, and then at, I was almost 15, I think when I was finally told you'll never do sport again. Uh, and so, For me that then i guess kind of spurred me into wanting to work on things that would help athletes you know in, in whatever form as much as football was my thing as a kid um i was i was really keen on either going into physiotherapy or something like that and then i figured out just how clever you have to be for physiotherapy (laughs) so i went into into fashion design instead but always with a keen interest
0: how did that go down with the family when you're so sports orientated now to fashion design
1: um it was an unusual one we had got a little bit of it in the family so my uncle ran a ladies wear shop uh, for quite a few years and, and was successful with that so there was a little bit of that in the family but like my dad was a milkman my mom was an accounts clerk so there wasn't really in my immediate family I was the first person to go to university Um, so it was a a little bit of an unusual kind of route into fashion.
0: How did um, that transition happen like I know when you were 15 right you had the injury was there a day where you thought like you know where do I turn next or did you just kind of have like a pinnacle moment where you just wanted to transition out? Um,
1: That's a good question, I don't don't think there was a specific moment because it kind of having the injury for a long period of time before really knowing what was happening with it was difficult and then I was at a grammar school so it was all about being educated in very classic academic topics so. Like I've got A-levels in British government and politics and whatever, as well as design. Um, but the journey actually, actually fully into clothing design because I was I was doing more industrial design for my school A-levels, um, came about, we had a guy came in from the children's charity, Bernardo's. Um, oh yeah,
0: no Bernardo's. Yeah, yeah. so
1: he came in and wanted us to sell pin badges door to door to raise money. He was like, if you sell all of them, you'll raise 10 pounds. And the video really hit me. So. Um, i wanted to raise more and decided to put on a, a catwalk show at school which was as you know 17 year olds organizing a, a catwalk show it was like if you've watched the in it was like the catwalk show from the in I, I love it um but yeah and we raised a load of money for charity and as, as part of it i got to meet some local designers in in birmingham and started feeling like that could be where my design interest went and then it was only then my parents reminded me of like oh when you were a little boy you used to design football kits all the time and I'd completely forgotten
0: no way. football kits
1: and sneakers I was always drawing them when I was a kid but it was just I'd never made that mm. definite link between well, I love doing this and this is what I can do for a job it was just that was the equivalent of playing yeah. with action man or kicking a ball around in the garden
0: That's brilliant. Sometimes when you're in the midst of things, you haven't got that bird's eye view to be able to identify the links.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: sometimes having the outsider opinion can be really good for you to kind of look inside for the next step.
1: Totally. So, yeah, so I made the choice then to go into fashion design and I chose a course that was fashion design with technology. So it had certain elements around advanced garment construction and I really wanted to get into more the, the performance side of, of clothing which at the time you know wasn't really deemed as a fashionable thing to get into i remember a uh, a lecturer i had at the time dressing me down in front of like the whole class saying sportswear is not fashion you'll never make a career out of this um, so
0: They estimate as like, I think it's like a $450 billion industry by 2018, I think, or 2018, (laughs) 2028. Yeah, no, you're (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's absolutely crazy. Like, I looked at the figures, I thought, I'll do better do my homework on this before I have you on. Yeah, and
1: the projections increase all the time as well, so it tends to be under projected on the, the scale of the opportunity.
0: So as a creative, do you think were you money motivated at all during this like high rise in your career? Or were you just more specifically on like the design, the functionality of everything or what was your motivation?
1: No, I wouldn't say money was really a, a factor. I mean I've worked for some big, big brands and you know you, you make good products for them and it generates millions, billions of dollars. Uh, but it was always, for me, it was about making lives better or easier. So if you can solve a problem for, a, for an athlete, and the vast majority of my professional career has been based in, in athletes, either professional or you know just people who love to, to do sport and keep fit. So, yeah, it, the focus was always on that. I think the difference between university and being in industry is you have to be mm. aware of what things cost because... Yeah companies have got to be able to pay your wages and the the athletes have got to be able to afford what you're designing and making. So,
0: It seems like you're quite purpose-driven in terms of why you're doing something, but the credibility of your career and the shifts that you've had, the success stories that you've mentioned previously before, and I'm sure we can all check them out on LinkedIn and see. (laughs) Um, So where does your purpose come back in how do you not get derailed from all the fluff and the you know the high hanging fruits that are out there how do you manage to stay focused on why you're doing something
1: i think a big part of my character is and it's really annoys people as well is i like things to be correct and as good as they can be and so and i apologize to everybody including at squat wolf who has to endure this um, but <laughs> Yeah, I will correct people and correct things, but not in a a way that I'm trying to be that guy. Yeah. I just, I see it as like helping people. And so when it comes to how products work or what they do, I like to find a right answer. Yeah. And I think that's perhaps part of why I ended up doing sports products rather than just fashion, because there's ambiguity and subjectiveness around um, fashion whereas performance product is objective yeah. so if I think back to earlier in my career um, designed a football kit that won the World Cup in 2006 and the brief for that was get players to the ball faster yeah, and that was it, it was as broad as that so we looked at aerodynamics fabric weight uh, how quickly it dried how much did it weigh at the end of a match compared to the start um, the psychology of the athletes because the The best way to make it aerodynamic would be to make it skin tight, but then some of these guys are like six foot seven and 90 kilos, so they just look terrible in skin tight product. So we had to factor in all these different things. We tested the product in a low velocity wind tunnel and there were very specific answers of this product will get you to the ball faster than anything else you can get from anybody else. And I've tended to like to to have that approach to things
0: that's amazing i I can see with how you've adopted your career you're very transparent with what you do and like you said it's not that you're you're looking for the right answer and that's that's absolutely brilliant because you wouldn't have gotten where you are today if you hadn't been dead on with you know face and these kind of conflicting situations where some people probably feel like oh like you know people don't like the honest answer sometimes but that's the honest answer is what's going to create the solution and to be able to up level what you're doing
1: yeah totally i mean I, i remember when we found out that it was an incredibly fast product under the metrics that we were comparing it and it was it was just amazing i was actually with my then boss we were on a factory visit developing the product in thailand and it was being tested in this wind tunnel in germany And we got the phone call with the results. And we were we were out on the street. We'd actually uh, been for dinner and we're enjoying a little snack of like on our grasshoppers or something. Oh lord. Caught off a a guy on the on the side of the road. Yeah, and we found out and it was it's just amazing to get that. And uh, as much as that's a very specific instance,
0: Mm.
1: I think now, and particularly working with with Squat Wolf, enjoying the direct feedback that we get from athletes of this is good or this could be better or you know because there's always ways to improve it Mm. i think if if squat wolf was a brand that was just about following trends and moving cut lines around on garments and whatever i wouldn't really be be interested I'm, i'm interested in the purpose that we talk about of creating components to to help people get stronger
0: this is what so. I love about the brand as well as the fact that when we have team meetings, like you know, the the ambassadors, that everyone comes around and they discuss the products and they discuss it in detail and be transparent with yeah. how they're fitting and everything else as well, which I don't think some brands they don't take this into consideration and it's where people end up producing products that it's aren't stuff. Yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: and there's plenty of stuff.
0: Yeah. So what what makes a brand? shine through and be unique like squat wolf
1: um so there's a a, a famous uh marketing guy that that worked at i think coca-cola can't be that famous if i can't remember (laughs) Uh, but the the quote that that stands with me is uh a brand is a promise a good brand is a promise kept and so our, our promise around elevating the human experience and creating products that help people to become stronger in every sense of the word the brand values around leading the pack and whether that's through the product through how we interact with our athletes the team in the offices around the world that's that's really important and I think we're we're still an emerging brand rather than you know being a one of the the big guys that everybody's familiar with so we're still Kind of educating people on what our promise is, and sometimes figuring out for ourselves what yeah. some of the, the more nuanced promises are. But I, I think once once you've established a good brand, it's people know what they can count on you for, and then exactly. they will come to you and consistently get. Yeah. Um, you know, you're only as you're only as good as the worst thing that you do. So that's what we have to keep pushing forward.
0: So how did you come about, Squat Wolf?
1: Yeah, so it was an interesting one. I got uh, introduced to uh, Waj, the co-founder, by a a mutual friend um, and had some initial conversations with him and the the business was still quite small. So that was probably about 18 months before I actually kind of got fully involved with the brand. So we had a few conversations. I really liked what he was about and, and eventually got to meet Anam and some of the other team members as well and just loved how Everybody was so upfront and honest mm. about what we're in it for and what we're trying to achieve, and so yeah, it would have been oh man, just after lockdown, like December 2020, I think was when we fully got on board. So myself and Craig, the chief creative officer, we got fully on board with with working deeply with with the brand, and so a lot of the a lot of the things and ways that we've worked started to become implemented from them and you know credit to to the founders the team for listening yeah and we've Mm. you know we've come in and talked about well what if our essentials collection was the ultimate starter kit for people that are new on their gym journey what if core was then you've you're kind of feeling a bit more confident and you want something that functions a little bit more that's a little bit more kind of style driven lab 360 some of the product we've got in front of us being things that you know for for me it's ideal. if a trainer would choose this so it's like i'm gonna wear this all day i'm gonna work out in it feel proud in front of my clients in it you know that would that would be a big as big a win as the wind tunnel
0: moment yeah so you you just this product you just said how you'd work out in these products all day so what yep. ma- what makes it being able to be able to work out all day what's the quality of the products well tell us? great question <laughs> so now
1: for this well for this season we've introduced a new technology from a third party uh, technology provider called uh, t-dry and obviously with a, a huge focus of the the work and the research we do being here in the in the middle east climate control and drying quickly is is a really big factor. And so we found this fabric that dries three times quicker than the industry standard. Amazing! So you think of like the big, big brands that everybody's familiar with and we all see at the gym all the time.
0: Yeah. So Rob, tell us a little bit about this um, product that we have here. I know that there's something pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so this is the tea dry material um, that I, I talked about where it's, it's knitted in a way that it kind of represents how a tree root would would move liquid away. So it has a definite direction of travel for the liquid. Let's hope I don't spill all this water everywhere and try and get like a equivalent amount of sweat on the product. Um, But you can see it kind of drips on and then it very clearly moves through to the other side. So for the benefit of the camera, it'll be difficult to see the difference, but on the light color, you can see the darkness but you can only really feel how wet it is on the opposite side. And so the intent there, and I would encourage anybody who can get their hands on the product to, to try it and, and feel it and, and really feel the difference for themselves. The initial reviews have been incredible. So it moves the liquid to the outside, spreads it out across the surface of the fabric, and then obviously your own body heat and the outside temperature uh, allows that to evaporate quickly and obviously spreading it out works so in the same way as i've got the the jar of water here if i was to leave that there it's going to take a long time to evaporate but if i pour it all over the table it might be gone by tomorrow morning and so it's kind of you know just takes the same same approach really on the product so you can see already that it's starting to to be almost completely dry on the inside so we've used that on Uh, Some of the the main body fabrics of leggings tanks So this one's got the laser perforations on the front that gives ventilation to the front of the body So your body actually needs sweat to help it cool down. So keeping dry is you know People prefer to do that when they're working out But your body produces sweat so that when the air touches it it kind of cools down the liquid and then cools down your skin so a big part of what we want to do is figure out how can we get air into the product as well as moving moisture out so that your body yeah. can naturally cool itself and then we can can help you to stay dry. So again, the tea dry fabric with that in. And then one of the kind of best examples of it is on the elastic of the, the bra top here. So with it being a slightly thicker material being an elastic, then there's more, I guess, of what we would call tree roots for it to to work and with women when they they work out tend to find that it gets really sweaty under the bust because you know naturally it's gravity and you know there's a there's a lot of body tissue there and so with this we wanted to work really hard on creating a uh, a, an elastic that had the solution you can see with this one just how quickly it starts to push through to the other side it kind of gets to a point where it just completely disappears Uh, so from a a woman's perspective, and we've intentionally done this in black, on so all the elastic is black across every colorway of the product, whether it's bras, leggings, anywhere, so that it kind of preserves that modesty of yeah. it's fine on a t-shirt for the sweat to spread out and dry yeah but like if it's under your bust or if you're wearing a crop and you've got the leggings on you probably don't want to
0: that's amazing that's very that. forward thinking because i think uh yeah people who buy this stuff they wouldn't even consider that so.
1: yeah and i think it's something where we're solving a problem that people have just come to accept
0: mm.
1: rather than kind of thinking that there can be an answer for it and yeah. if you think of if i was to ask you now what's the best zip you've ever had on a jacket you you know you almost certainly wouldn't be able to tell me but if i asked you if you've ever had a jacket where the zip didn't work properly you'd probably remember remember it quite distinctly and this feels like one of those things where it should just come as standard of like well why should you have sweat pooling under your bust or around your waist or wherever else so you know people have just come to get used to it that's what a sports bra feels like and so yeah i mean it's An important thing for us is even the greatest moisture wicking technologies and quick drying technologies in the world. If you're working as hard as you can in a gym, in a CrossFit box, wherever, you're not going to keep dry because your body wants to be wet because that helps you cool down quicker because the air of the motion touches the moisture and that helps cool your skin down. Um, You know, basic physics really. And so part of what we look at is how can you make wet comfortable? And so we've we've made a real big step towards figuring out materials that have got some texture to them so that they don't stick to your skin. And, and like you think of, we've all worn kind of flat performance yeah. T-shirts that you get wet and they just wrap themselves onto your skin. So we're trying to move away from that part of the industry and, and really looking at textures and functional benefits and being really honest about them yeah. you know what are the benefits of, of what we do there are plenty of brands out there that introduce new technologies all mm. the time and make these amazing claims that you know they may even be true in a lab but if the athlete can't feel it then it doesn't really exist it's kind of pointless.
0: So would you say to the listener, they, when they're actively going to buy gym clothing like Squat Wolf, like what should they look for in terms of the uniqueness of what you've just mentioned there? I think a lot of us seem to just look at the forefront of something looking just visually nice. Yeah. What should someone actually look for in their gym clothing?
1: Well, I think I would say that decision making process starts kind of the last time you're in the gym before you go to the shops and think about what do you dislike about the, the product that you've currently got because yeah stylistically mm. you know you may choose on style or price i'd like to think if you you are basing it purely on style you'd still choose us anyway because yeah. the product looks great but from a functional standpoint think about the things that are irritations or distractions so we like to talk about no distractions because the best workout you can have is where it's just you against you yeah and that's it and the best feedback I ever get from an athlete is no feedback at all. If I send a kit to you and there's stuff wrong with it, you're going to tell me pretty yeah. quick. If I send a kit to you and there's nothing wrong with it and it works perfectly, you'll just go off and wear it and I won't hear from you until next season when you want some more. Um, you sound like my mum. My <laughs> mum often says, I never
0: hear from you when life is going good. Yeah, yeah t- and that's
1: exactly the same as working with athletes. Um, but yeah, I, I, so you know, you might think about, well, the t-shirt i wear at the moment does stick to me or yeah. some of the leggings that we've done for men and women previously that uh, protect shins against deadlifts so you know obviously your trainers will always tell you keep it as close to your shins as possible yeah. and the net result of that is particularly for women you know hey my shins look battered when i go out in a skirt um you know and, and so we introduced abrasion resistance into the shins of some of the product to help protect against that and that's a technology that we're developing and evolving further. Um, really getting into the nuts and bolts of, of things as well. So you know camel toe is a bit of a phrase yeah even even for us in the the office we were like yeah like can we say yeah (laughs) yeah we we were like you know can we even say and it's like well it's a real thing let's say it and let's Let's
0: identify the camel in the room (laughs) yeah exactly
1: and and try and work on technologies and ideas that can help resolve that because psychologically if that's something that is you know, there for you it'll impact your performance you know well, so no,
0: you want to feel comfortable in the gym and, totally. yeah and
1: it does makes a huge difference if you're not if there's anything that's getting in the way mm. then you're not gonna you're not gonna be at your best and that can be anything anything from being too hot to conscious of how you look or any of those things that are all perhaps more subtle factors that you can't measure in a lab but i think just the years of experience of working with People like Michael Schumacher, Usain Bolt, Wayne Rooney, whoever, yeah. you know, all these sorts of kind of sporting legends, you know, as I've been fortunate to do and mm. Craig has as well. You know, you, you pick these things up because they will tell you because they're paid a lot of money to perform in front of millions of people.
0: Where, so, where do you see Squat Wolf going in the future? Where would you like to see Squat Wolf? Your um, own opinion there. Oh, <laughs>
1: man. Well, I don't think my own opinion would be any different than mm. kind of anybody else in the leadership team yeah. where i think for us we really believe in what we're doing and the purpose of doing it to you know help people get fit feel good about themselves um you know and, and i think the more people we can touch with that the the better it is for everybody so i would yeah, you know I, I would love to be able to walk into any gym in the world and see squat wolf product everywhere or tell people what I do yeah. know, with, with Squat Wolf, Chief Innovation Officer and have them straight away be like, oh wow, oh, I, I wear Squat Wolf and do this in it and I bought this and you know, we get that feedback locally now, yeah. but I would love to see the a further reach of that because I believe we've got a lot to offer the kind of the, the global athletic community.
0: As a, a new customer coming on to Squat Wolf, what is the focal point and the best product that you have?
1: Oh man, I think <laughs> that would depend on, we'll need to edit out the O mans, so I'm going to go because I've done three of them now in the conversation. <laughs> I think for a new custo- customer, it would depend on where they're at in their, their athletic journey and what they're used to wearing. So as I said before, I think with Essentials product, it's designed to fit a little bit more generously and, and really think about removing some of those obstacles that might stop somebody from going to the gym in the first place. Um, if you're already in in great shape and you really want to get into the technologies and the incremental gains that you get from wearing technologically advanced products, you'd look at Lab360. Uh, if you're commuting or traveling around and you want functional performance so you can take on an ad hoc workout or whatever, you might choose the code. And then if you're somebody who's know really on a bodybuilding journey and look back fondly at the golden era of of bodybuilding back in the you know the 70s and 80s then golden era the collection kind of says it all really so yeah we've we've got plenty in there for people depending on where they're at in their in their kind of athletic journey themselves
0: do you think it's quite difficult to kind of stay true to your purpose within the brand when you're trying to support everyone you know because obviously, you have a collection for everyone. How do you manage to look after everyone, more or less?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's, it is important that we stay focused because yeah. it's very easy to be, you know, oh, you know, loads of people play tennis and that's yeah. good for you. And, you know, we've got to stay focused on what our true purpose is, which is the gym and gym wear and, you know, bodybuilding as, as an aspect of that. And so I think as we, develop the product collections, we'll, we'll consider other activities in terms of are these cross-functional, but ultimately the, the athletes themselves will decide that if this particular style they've bought for the gym kind of relates to another sport and they feel they can wear it comfortably, then they will. I think the, the one thing that all sports have in common, at least if you're playing to a, a, a serious level, is some part of your training is in the gym. So whether you're a footballer, an ice hockey player, whatever it might be, some part of your training is in the gym and that's where we can touch people's lives and help make that difference. If we can help improve their performance in the gym, then that will have an impact on their performance in whatever else they're doing.
0: In the future or even now, do you think uh, Squat Wolf will be more on the sustainable side of things and like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already have the um, the most sustainable packaging in the industry. So we love this. So, yeah, (laughs) so we've we've made a we've made a move to one of the first things that that we looked at as part of, you know, taking sustainability really seriously um, was was looking at the packaging and it's biodegradable, 100% compostable, biodegradable, even the glue that it's sealed with. And we even switched the glue as well at one point so we'd launched with one that was biodegradable but it was a little bit too gluey (laughs) so if you ordered something and opened it it would rip the bag Uh, which is fine if you're keeping the product but if you want to send it back then it's got to go in a new bag to go out to somebody else so So it's kind of defeating the purpose yeah (laughs) so we so we changed the glueiness of the glue and made it so that you can open it and and Mm. reseal it and it's reducing the the amount of packaging but that's just you know one of the the few first steps that we're mm. taking as a brand towards you know we we talk about lead the pack and we put it on some of our products and we take that really seriously and so you know we are far from perfect and we're not going to sit here and say oh well we've done packaging and so yeah that's great i think with a topic like sustainability it can be people can be scared by it and feel like well if I'm if I'm not doing everything then there's no point doing anything and it's yeah it should be
0: gradual yeah you know
1: just like just like your gym life it is a journey Mm. and you know we're relatively early on in our journey compared to the the ambitions that we've got Um, we're currently internally working on formalizing those ambitions and plans and clear dates against them and you know, we'll hold ourselves accountable to make sure that we achieve the things that we say we're going to achieve because, you know, there's there's no no point creating workout gear if there's no planning for people to work out on.
0: Yeah, where has uh, or how has Squat Wolf evolved over the years since 2020? I suppose to now has it has there been much change since you started? Or
1: yeah, I think it's just been the the natural progression of the the brand. I'd like to think that as we've attracted more people from diverse backgrounds and different experiences within the industry, then that's accelerated mm. the path that we were already on. So, yeah, we've, we've really worked hard on looking at what are industry benchmarks for different, whether it's temperatures you can wash at, the the life cycle of a, of a product, uh, the materials that we use, can we switch from virgin polyester to recycle polyester in different areas you know there's it's, it's been a natural progression but yeah we've we've sped it up a fair bit so i'd like to think if somebody had bought the product six years ago and was now buying the product today they would they would visibly see and feel a difference but they would still feel like it was squat wolf product at heart
0: so what's the longevity of the clothing themselves Like, I know obviously each individual product might be a little bit different and it depends on the customer profile. Are they sweaty, Betty? Are they someone who's out in the sunshine in their gym gear all the time? But roughly speaking, what's the lifetime?
1: If I'm being honest, and it'll sound like I'm dodging the question, (laughs) as you've just said, it's impossible to say. I mean, sometimes it's people don't look after the clothes properly. Yeah. If you sweat in a product and then, leave it ages and ages before you wash it Mm. then some of that sweat is going to find its way into the material and stay there and over a period of time that will build up and that's why you can get you know from all sorts of brands you can buy product that when it's come out the washing machine you put it on and get warm in it and it starts to be a bit whiffy straight away Um, the, the wash care of a product is really important most sportswear just needs to be washed at 30 degrees and that's that's what we say on our Mm. product, and that helps and it's great for the environment it's great for your own electricity bill um and i I think it's really really helps to to preserve the integrity of the product the fabrics aren't being exposed to such heat same with anything if it's got bonded so glued together seams or the logos that we we use heat to apply all of that's going to last longer
0: um where are the actual material sourced from more or less like yeah, the, so it's a different
1: yeah so a, a lot of what we do is is from out in the far east so mm. again we've worked really hard to make sure that our, our partners in in factories and and fabric mills are compliant to the standards that we would you know we would hope for and and expect to to see so yeah a, a lot of it comes from from out that part of the world and i think it used to be that kind of made in china was a bit of a yeah you know, sticky topic whereas if you're with the right factories now that's mm. actually more of a can be a mark of of quality and some of the factories we're with and with some of the products in front of us you know the, the technology they've got it's not you know and the whole region whether that's countries that we're manufacturing in or not kind yeah. of the the Far East and the offshore uh, countries like Sri Lanka and places like that—they've just developed their workforces so much, particularly around technical product. You know, and they've got factories full of lasers and bonding equipment and testing equipment and stuff that, like twenty years ago, when I came into the industry, we would get prototypes back that you'd just be like, "What? Is, what am I supposed to do with this?" The guy in the factory that was figuring out how things fit his only qualification might be that he could operate a pair of scissors whereas now you've got people that are you know going to good universities and getting clothing degrees and going to work in factories and factories are setting up uh, their own design and development studios in the middle east europe north america as well so yeah it's you know it's, it's been really interesting to work with some factories and mills that i was already familiar with from other brands that i've worked for and some that were were new to us, but you know the, the one thing that they've all got in common is their commitment to what we're doing and the role that they can play in that.
0: So, if I was to wave a magic wand and say, right, we're fast forward in ten years' time," what would you in La La Land like to see Squat Wolf doing in ten years' time? Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put ideas out there, and maybe you might fabricate into something.
1: Yeah, what I, I think natural next steps for us and given what we've discussed mm. about me as a, an individual i want us to be kind of solving problems for athletes that they haven't even raised to us we're so ahead of yeah. what's required and doing it in a way that we own mm. and i'd like that to be a lot sooner than 10 years to be honest yeah. in terms of 10 years out you know if i think 10 years back how much technology has changed Know, how much the, the world has changed, the ability to talk to and educate athletes mm. and customers has changed. So for me to think 10 years out feels like a long time. Yeah, we'll probably be doing is. something that doesn't even happen, doesn't even exist yeah. at the moment. I think shorter term, yeah, it, w- it would be that, is to really get into that rich understanding of, of the athletes we've got, what they're doing, how we can make those things better and working hard to, to do that for them and that we've got anybody that wears our product would see us as a partner and not a transactional relationship I think would be would be really good and to, to meet people around the world who've then gone on their own fitness journey and feel stronger and better about themselves wearing our product If you know, that, if would, there that was would be amazing
0: sorry I'm jumping across you no, here but the um, if there was one person you would like to see wearing Squat Wolf who would be
1: um, me. <laughs> I think So on my own personal fitness journey at the moment, really, yeah. to that injury. Yeah. Uh, and so my commitment is to, yeah, is to, is to become, yeah, you know, the Lab 360 guy. But I think I'm going to hold you hold yeah, you to that now and keep totally, keep you accountable. Totally. So yeah, watch this space. But yeah. I, if I think on a on a bigger level, yeah. somebody that people might be more familiar with than the few <laughs> minutes they've listened to me. Um. I don't know. I wouldn't like to throw a name out there. It would be more of a, a personality type, but somebody who's, you know, they're all, somebody who's always a yes. So you need them, you know, oh, I need your help. Can you come and help me out? Yes. I'm going for a workout. Do you want to come? Yes. Are we going to a party? Do you want to come? Yes. You know, somebody who's in control of their own destiny, I think from a a guy's perspective and as a man, as a dad, I would say, like our or my ideal woman for us to wear the product would be somebody who I'd I'd feel proud if she was my daughter. Yeah. And then from a man man's perspective, I think it'd be somebody I'd feel proud if my daughter was marrying him. Um, you know, just just good, stand-up people that want to contribute and make yeah. a difference. So rather than pinpointing a specific celebrity or athlete. Mm. You know we all know enough about celebrities and athletes to figure out for ourselves who yeah. has these attributes but people that care and want to make a difference and aren't just mm. showing up taking the cash and getting on with it leaders
0: mm. i like the modest answer on that one <laughs> it's like i'm not gonna name drop <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah sure off off air there'll be plenty of like actual celebrities that i'd love to see in the products but in reality i think A lot of kind of famous people or, you know, people that we're familiar with, they are in good shape. They have to take care of themselves either because of how they need to look and come across Mm. or just as part of the lifestyles they've got. So rather than think about image, I'd be more interested in the, the characteristics they have. You know, you could pick a million people that would look amazing in the product, but somebody that you'd think, yeah, I'd like to go for dinner with you, you know, I could really enjoy a conversation with you and come away from it learning something or go for a workout with them and you know I think that would be the person I would want to see in the product
0: so before we go I want to ask what's your mission statement for SquatWolf for the future if there was one little mission statement you God. have to give now, because I'm going to hold you to it, and no. I'm going to hold you to a 12-week transformation as well for Lab360. Yeah,
1: it's, it's going to be more than a, a 12-week oh, uh, well, You can do a lot in 12 weeks. Yeah, so, I mean, our, our mission statement is elevating the human experience through creating components that make people stronger.
0: So, and, and what's the Rob's take on that today as a mission statement? Give me one liner and then we're ready to rock and roll.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> making people's lives better or easier by making it easier for them to to work out feel good about themselves in mind and body
0: love it i know i put you on the spot but it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today i just want to say thank you so much for your time thank you appreciate it